Blog Talk Radio. Glamour, fearless, Diva Talk Radio. Are you ready? 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 Are Hello, Divas. Are you ready? Oh, ladies, are still singing with me. We're all ready tonight to host a special edition of Diva Talk Radio, a show dedicated to women affected by diabetes. I'm Mr. Divabetic, and I'm on a quest to glamorize good health with my two favorite backup singers who you just heard a minute ago. So sit back, relax, and get inspired because guess what? April is Luther Vandross Month at Divabetic. That's right. We're celebrating our founding inspiration, my friend and mentor, the one and only Luther Vandross, all month long at divabetic.org. And tonight's special guest promised me that they would help provide you with the advice you need to keep your house a home. So lean in because we're shining the spotlight on two of my all-time favorite certified diabetes educators and the co-authors of the book, Real Life Guide to Diabetes, Practical Answers to Your Diabetes Problems, available at Amazon.com. Please welcome to the show, Joy Pape and Hope Warshaw. <laughs> Ladies, hello. 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 You look fabulous tonight. Thank you for dressing up for this <laughs> special occasion. Oh, I really did. <laughs> Joy must be wearing her boa. <laughs> she is wearing her boa, and I love her for that. I mean... Frankly, listeners, if you don't know by now, the three of us have worked together on our national diabetes outreach program, Divabetic Makeover Your Diabetes, uh, a couple of years ago. We all worked together. And frankly, I just want my listeners to know, I think both of you are so talented at breaking down the concepts in diabetes and diabetes self-care and making them easier for everyone, everyday divas, including myself, to understand that if anyone has any questions or comments, please feel free to call in on our Diva Digits at 347 347- Two one five eight five five one, and interrupt the conversation. Or you can visit our website, divabetic.org, for more information, innovation, and inspiration. And speaking of inspiration, joy, and hope, I'm wondering what inspired the two of you to collaborate and write this fabulous book, because it reminds me a little bit of Lady Gaga and Beyonce's collaboration <laughs> last year. It's that good. Um, well, Max, Real Life Guide to Diabetes, I think, came out of my passion to, like you said, to break things down for people, to sort of take some of the mystery and madness out of dealing every day with diabetes. And this book really is geared to people with type 2 diabetes. And it's got a lot of the hows and the whats and the whys and the wherefores explained. Um and when I conceptualized this, I felt like I wanted a nurse partner on this book and asked Joy to come along. And what better than to have Hope and Joy write a book? That's I love right. it. And, um, Joy, I mean, you both have these long credentials. So let's just explain what they are because you're an RN, a BCN, a CDE, and a WOCN. What what does that mean? And you mean? missed one. You missed one, Max, mm-hmm. a CFCN. And an MRS, okay. too, right? You're married. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> okay, so regi- RN, most people know, is registered nurse. Right. BSN is a bachelor in the science of nursing, so I have a college degree, okay. a four-year college degree in that. CDE is a certified diabetes educator. 
WOCN is Wound Ostomy Continence Nurse. And that's really, well, kind of what got me into this was that I work with a lot of people who had wounds and ostomy problems and skin problems. And I was doing that in home health about, oh, almost 30 years ago. And I realized that most of my patients who had these problems had diabetes. And that was the time when diabetes was being taught about in the hospital and that. And I thought, wait a minute, really, I was a home health nurse at the time, and I thought, it's in the home, which gets back to real-life guided diabetes. This is where people live. Let's make it real. So I did that, and I continued to work with wounds. Um, and as we know, people with diabetes have an increased incidence for foot problems, skin problems. And um, also, I'm a certified foot care nurse, so that's kind of tied to the other credentials. Wow, and Hope, tell us a little bit about your credentials. You have an MS, SC, an RD, CDE, BC-ADM. I'm a dietitian diabetes educator who has been involved in diabetes for roughly about 30 years and has seen just a tremendous amount of change and, and learning about diabetes, what we know today is very different. Our therapies that we have around today are very different. And I think if we can take better care of of diabetes today. Well, and you've also, I just want to let you know, you've got a caller. Hello, Diva Talk Radio. You're on the air with Joy, Hope, and Max tonight, Mr. Diva Bedek. Hello. Caller, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi, Max. You hear me? I can. Hi, this is Selena. How are you? Hello. Welcome to the show. One of our Diva Club members from New York. How are it you is. tonight? No, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Great to hear you guys, Joy and um. Hope. And Hope, yes. <laughs> now, uh, well, now uh, I know Joy. You've met Selena, but uh, Hope, oh, yes. you have not. And I, you've had some remarkable uh, changes with your A1C numbers, have you not, Selena? Um, yes, I have in the past. And did um, you have a question for any of the educators? I'm sorry? Do you have a question for our, our guest educators tonight? Do. Um, actually, I want to know why when you have a little bit of nerve damage, you feel like you have crawling bugs coming up on your feet in the up direction, like from the feet up to the legs. Should I take that, Hope? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so it's really interesting. When you have nerve, nerve damage, I always think of the words nerve damage as weird. You know, everybody's symptoms are different when they have some nerve, nerve damage. <clears throat> you might feel like there's crawly bugs, creepily crawlies, I call them. Isn't that what it's like? Oh, uh, yeah. Some people have in, increased pain or sensation. Some people can't feel anything at all. So the point is nerves act weird. And that may have come from high blood sugars. But I have to tell you something. Although the best thing you can do is control your blood, uh, blood sugar numbers, that sometimes you can still get them even if your, blood, if your blood glucose or blood sugar numbers have been okay. Have you had a period where you had very high blood sugars? Um, yes, I did. And, you know, okay. The, and um, my high sugars are normally like in the morning. Okay. But so you're usually just high in the morning? Basically just in the morning. Well, that might be something that you want to work with um, your healthcare professionals about and see about how you can get that down because that's that's really a good point. A lot of people with type 2 diabetes have high blood sugars in the morning 
and they're okay during the day. Uh-huh. Right. Now, and I it, hope you, it, well, I'll jump on the, in on that and say that so many people think that that high blood sugar or elevations in blood sugar have to do a 100% with food. Right. Oh, it must be something I ate last night if my blood sugar is high in the morning. Reality of the matter is that that's, that's not often the case. High blood sugars are very uh, prominent in people with type 2 diabetes, especially early on in the diagnosis of type 2, and it really relates to all of the changes that are going on in your body related to the process of developing type 2 diabetes, all the, the hormones that are are turning on and off. So can I and ask so you, you might, how well, you... I don't know if you're on a medication, but um, you might well need to be on a medication because, as I was saying, the advances in diabetes have brought us medications that can help certain situations, and when I mean med- I'm talking medications, I'm talking about blood glucose-lowering medications. Okay. So, Hope, I just want to clarify two things. One, uh, you're talking about hormones, so women of a certain age who might be menopausal, no, no, no. hot I'm flashes. I'm talking everyone. Okay. It's, um, I mean, it is it is just the, the natural physiology of what's happening in the development of type 2 diabetes. We tend to think of diabetes as everything to do with the hormone insulin. The reality of the matter is that there are other, the interplay of other hormones, um, because hormones work in sort of feedback loops, um, but it's the interplay of several hormones that have to do with um, glucose control and with the development of type 2, these hormones are really put into disarray. Interesting. And, Joy, mm-hmm. you were talking that some people who, going back to the creepy crawlers in your feet, uh, tighter management of your uh, blood glucose levels could potentially diminish some of that, uh, those feelings you have in your feet. Is that true, what you said earlier? That I just want to recap. True, but I, I, yeah, that, that is true. You can change how your nerves are doing by regulating your blood sugars. But sometimes I have to say that you can have be managing them very well and still have some nerve problems. But that's not to say there's not hope. There's a lot of hope. Let's work on these, getting these blood glucose levels down first. And then so who would she see if she's still having that? I know that Celine, I could say for Selena, she's, she has a very good management. So I'm curious, where would you refer her to? We're always looking to extend our healthcare entourage. Well, number one, if she's got extremely good health care, which, Selene, I know you do, I would talk. I would try to really gear into these morning uh, blood glucose levels okay. and see how that helps. Okay. And then talk to them about that. You might be referred to a neurologist. You might be referred to a podiatrist. But I would work with your own health care provider now to work with these morning numbers. Okay. Great advice. And now, Selena, you had another question. Um, my other question would be, besides controlling the blood sugars, um, are there any, let's say, special exercises or massages that you would, you know, would recommend? You for know, your for feet, specifically, we're talking about? Uh, yeah, for the feet and legs, you know, when you feel, get this feeling. It's really okay. like, really. Well, my question is, can you can you walk when you have that? It may feel funny, but does it does it keep you from walking? You know, I can't really say that yet because I've noticed that um, I have been sitting down 
or laying okay. down when um, I have gotten these feelings. Okay, because, well, I think the first thing is is to make sure that you know what the cause of the problem is. Uh-huh. And if the cause of the problem doesn't inhibit you from walking or, the, or some type of exercise that you do weight-bearing, then you can do that. But you want to check that out first because it wouldn't, we never want to cause any harm. Okay. And if you can walk, remember, being any kind of physical activity can help bring your blood glucose levels down. Okay. Thank you but, very much. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you uh-huh. for tuning in to Diva Talk Radio. And remember, you could call in, too, with your questions for hope and joy. That's a nice ring to that, 347-215-8551. Ladies, I was having coffee with one of my favorite divas, Diana Ross. I had to pay for it, by the way. And uh, we were going to yoga. <laughs> and we were both reading your book because it's so colorful. I want to tell the listeners, you know, this is a great book. It has lots of pictures. It's not boring at all. It's kind of an exciting book and one of the most interesting parts of the book I found was the wonder sections that are included in most of the chapters. And in those sections, you're, you're answering, um, you're listing common qu- questions that people have regarding diabetes and self-care, and then you're providing the answers. So I thought we would take a little bit of time right now and just go over some of my favorite wonder questions uh, so you could share the answers with our listeners from your book. Uh, Hope, if you're willing to play along. I'm willing. Okay. Uh Barbara Walters wanted to know why can't you take your in- why can't you take insulin orally? Great question and sort of a mm-hmm. mystery until you know the answer. Um insulin is a hormone and hormones are protein. If you took insulin by mouth, it would be broken up in like all other proteins in the gastrointestinal tract, and it wouldn't be delivered to your bloodstream as insulin. And I mean, to just add on to that a second, uh, we are seeing insulin today is not the only injectable diabetes drug. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing um, we've got a couple of drugs in a, a category that um, are related to some hormones made in made in the gut. And um, Bieda and Victoza are their names, and it's the same situation. They're protein. If you took them by mouth, they would be digested and they wouldn't be active. I'd make. The, I'd like to make a quick. Um... Oh, in. Hi, you're on Diva Talk Radio. Hi, Welcome me. To the show. Hello. Me. Yes, you're oh, on the show. Okay. <laughs> this is Mr. Diva Back. Please tell us who you are. I'm Kathy. Hello, Kathy. Welcome to the show. We've got Hope and Joy on tonight, the authors <laughs> Hello, of The Real Life Guide to Diabetes. And uh, Hi, do you have Kathy. a question for either one of them? Hi. Yeah, I do. I don't probably, I'm sure they both know the answer. Um, I have a sibling who was diagnosed with diabetes. He was very heavy. And um, so, you know, he was taking medication for a while. He adjusted his diet. He exercised. He lost quite a bit of weight. And he took it upon himself to say that he was no longer diabetic. Now, is it, I mean, well, is that you, possible? You raised or? a good question, Kathy. Uh, Great you raised question. A question mm-hmm. And actually there was a group of experts um, within the American Diabetes Association that not too long ago, I think it was about 2009 or 2010, got together and and ask that question, and it's actually an interesting document published in the journal Diabetes Care. Um, I would say that the bottom line is that you can consider that a remission. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, it's not a cure. It's a remission because we know type 2 diabetes is a progressive disease. When people are diagnosed with with type 2, they have lost at least 50 to some people say 80% of the cells in their pancreas that make insulin, the beta cells. And so you've sort of already started down this road of progression of type 2. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's fabulous that your your brother yeah. lost weight, and hopefully he's keeping that off. Um, and he, sh- but he he shouldn't feel like, oh, I've cured diabetes. Let me just go merrily on. Um, he's always at risk for his blood sugars going up. So if I were him, and, mm-hmm. and Joy might have another thought, but I would certainly be getting my blood sugar checked at least once a year or maybe even get your A1C, his A1C checked because that's a measure that shows average blood glucose over the last two to three months. So it's it's really today thought of as a, a better indicator of overall glucose control than a sort of one moment in time blood sugar result. All right. So that, I would say uh, too, Joy, we're going to get your answer to this, to Kathy's question. I appreciate you calling in, Kathy, after a quick break. Uh, but I want people to stay tuned because when we come back, we're going to have more with Hope and Joy, the co-authors of the Real Life Guide to Diabetes, including their opinions about birth control and diabetes and how to deal with diabetes burnout. So um, we'll also have Hope and Joy giving us, they're going to play pick a number with me. But right now, let's mm-hmm. turn it over to Lisa and get some announcements from the Divabetic world. Thank you, Mr. Divabetic. In this Diva break, we'd like to invite you to share our love of DivaBetic's founding inspiration, Luther Vandross, whose voice was silenced much too soon due to the tragedy of diabetes. Enter our blog poll and vote for your favorite Luther song. Go to divabetic.org, click blog, and vote. And next Tuesday, April 12th at 6 p.m., our Diva Talk Radio Diabetes Roundtable is dedicated to Luther. So please join the whirlwind of wellness with a wow. And on Wednesday, April 20th, from 6 to 7 p.m., we'll have a Divabetic birthday tribute to Luther on what would have been his 60th. Guests include friends, family, and colleagues who remember the moments, the music, the man, and the motivation to ensure that no one has to struggle with diabetes alone or in silence. Please call in with your favorite Luther memories right here on Diva Talk Radio on Wednesday, April 20th at 6 p.m. Now it's time to head back to the studio for Diabetes Spotlight. Please call now and get answers to your everyday Diva dilemmas. Lines are open at one 347 215 8551, or join us in the chat room. Back at you, Mr. Diva Bedek. Thanks, Lisa. And I have to say, uh, before the break, we were talking to Kathy, and your question rang very true to me because Luther Vandross, I feel he had a very public battle with his weight. And I have to say, joy and hope, uh, he would lose so much weight, I think he was under that belief that he wasn't living with diabetes either because he would lose upwards to 75 to 100 pounds at one given time. And I think that was a confusing uh, statement in his life and caused the chaos that ultimately led to him having a stroke due to mismanagement of type 2 diabetes. So I really appreciate, hope you clarifying it. Uh, Joy, did you have any comments on that question from Kathy, our caller? 
Yeah, I have one more comment to go along with what Hope said. Um, Hope had mentioned that, you know, think of diabetes being in a remission, which is exactly what I'm saying, just in some different words. Telling, um, understanding that you're by losing weight, you're managing your diabetes. That's the type of management. Doesn't mean that it's gone because, as Hope says, if you go back to your old ways and gain the weight back, you'll see the numbers rise again. Thank you. And thank you, Kathy, for calling in uh, to Diva Talk Radio. We appreciate it. Okay, Hope and Joy, or Joy and mm-hmm. Hope. I feel like we need charity in here somewhere. Maybe we'll call in <laughs> no, later <just> tonight. <laughs> it's time to play Pick a Number. That's right, listeners. We're educating people about living well with diabetes one number at a time. Tonight we have time for two. And tonight, Hope and Joy have got your number. Wow. The wheel is spinning. It's time to play Pick a Number. Joy, what number did you pick? Well, I like many numbers, but the number I picked tonight is 130 because a lot of people don't realize how important it is to manage your blood pressure. It's very important to manage your blood pressure with when you have diabetes. It's important any time. You don't want that high number, which is what we call systolic, that's your top number, to be over 130. So the American Diabetes Association recommends that people with diabetes have their blood pressure less than 130 over 80. Now, along with that... I like the number 130. Max, you know why, but I don't know if anybody else knows why. And that's because that's my address, but I won't tell you what street I live on. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And Hope, we're spinning the wheel. We're spinning the wheel. We're spinning the wheel. There it goes. Wow, is this spinning around tonight? It's lighting up. It's time to play Pick a Number. What's your number, Hope? My number is actually a fairly recent number that we've mm-hmm. been hearing about, and that is 79. 79 million people. Mm. Put your hands around that. 79 million people in the U.S. have prediabetes, mm. and unfortunately only 8% of those people of those 79 million know it. Another way to look at that number is that it's 35% of our population. So Are you saying my, they have a touch of sugar? I mean, what is pre-diabetes? <laughs> I'm just curious. What is, is it a touch of pre-diabetes sugar? Pre-diabetes is what I sort of call and we describe in the Real Life Guide to Diabetes as that between stage, that your your blood glucose is higher than normal, but not high enough to be diagnosed as diabetes with the numbers that we use today. So I truly encourage people who feel like they've got family members with diabetes, they've got risk factors like being overweight, having a low HDL, the the good cholesterol, which should be high, that their triglycerides are high, their blood pressure may be elevated, those are all signs. Another big one for for women is if you have had gestational diabetes, you are many times more likely to develop type 2. And gestational and diabetes a, is what? Is um, diabetes during pregnancy. And also with that, of course, with gestational diabetes, is if you had delivered a baby that weighs over 9 pounds, that increases your risk for type 2 diabetes also. Right. So, so it might have uh, been just to uh, clarify, you didn't have... Is prediabetes an opportunity, Hope, for someone? Uh, they, could, they could actually take 
the um, make some changes in their lifestyle to prevent being diagnosed with diabetes. They have an opportunity right there. That's why it's important to reach these people and acknowledge, uh, find out what's going on right. with their Free doctor. diabetes is an incredible opportunity, Max. Um, to me, it's where you can get your most bang for your buck or bang for your energy on healthy lifestyle changes, on just looking at what you're currently eating, making some changes, um, and looking at your physical activity, making some changes. I mean, that's what we know today works, and, and that's from from a number of research studies and research studies that have followed people for a long time. Five to seven percent of weight loss. That translates to about 10 to 20 pounds. The challenge is keeping that keeping weight it off. off. Well, yeah. and one of your big tips, because you've written several books about food and diabetes, is having a de- decisive weight loss goal. Mm-hmm. Is that one of your tips that you like to promote? That is, definitely. But I think even more importantly is a realistic goal. I would love to see people give up this quest for a magic bullet diet. Mm-hmm. Wow, the phones are lighting up tonight. Hello, welcome to Diva Talk Radio. Hi, uh, I heard you talking about pre-diabetes, and I was wondering um, if there's anything that I can do to not get diabetes. I have pre-diabetes right now. So that's just what, is your what name? we're talking about. Do you want to give us your name? Michael. Michael. Hi. Thank you okay, for thanks. Hi, Michael. And I love Hello. your question. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're talking about, because most people with prediabetes are overweight, so I'm sort of going to make the assumption that you are. And what you want to do, Michael, is just, as I was saying, look at what you're currently eating. You know, what are some small changes that you can make? Can you eat smaller portions? Are you drinking a lot of sugary drinks that you can cut down on? Um, you know, it's just it's simple changes. Can you eat more fruits and vegetables and smaller portions of of meats? And, and can you move more? Can you move? Okay. Can you move more? Right. And and, and we're just talking okay. walking. <laughs> and walking. Right. If you don't walk much, but you know, right. But it's like what do you, you look at what you do, like Hope is saying, and what are the doesn't have to be huge. What are the small things you can do to make a difference? What I think is interesting is most of us know. So doing what you know to do. You don't have to become an athlete. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know where you live, but it, you know, do you do you take a bus? Do you do you drive? It's things, just small things, to become small more things. active. Okay. Isn't it also okay. important for someone like Michael to write down some things he might be feeling? If you know, like just lightheadedness or just different things that we don't think to talk to our doctors about. I feel like people with prediabetes. I agree with you know more movement eating less, watching portion control, but also becoming much more aware of your body and how it's reacting to things. Is that correct or no? If if he is feeling different, then of course. Not everybody does. But if he is, of course. Wow, the phones are ringing tonight. Hello, welcome to the air. You're on Diva Talk Radio. Hello? I have a feeling it's Kim Kardashian, but I could be confused mm-hmm. because I was going to ask you about birth control. <laughs> you know control. her ring, Max. I wanted, you know. to, I wanted to find out about birth control and diabetes, but let's see if our caller's on the line. Hello, you're on Diva Talk Radio. 
Well, we will assume it was Kim Kardashian. What is the relationship between birth control and diabetes? Can a woman who has diabetes take birth control? Joy, take it away. Yes, I would say yes, they can take birth control. And what you want to do is if you take birth control or any new medication or do anything new in your life, you check your blood glucose levels more often and see if it affects it or not. Some people can take birth control and not and it doesn't affect their blood glucose levels. It may affect some. So bottom line is if you're going to make a change in any of your treatment, check your blood glucose I love it. Well, we're running out of time, but quickly, ladies, you're so popular on the show tonight. I know you're popular across the country. What are some things coming up for both of you? Hope, you've got something special happening. I do. I've developed an app with a company, and people can just Google Eat Smart with Hope Warshaw, and they can download these to their iPhones, you know, a variety of smartphones, not Blackberries, but um, iPhone, Android, and they're also available on the web as well. And they're little, like, 10-minute snippets of me talking and making suggestions, and they come with um, related slides. So I'm very excited that's going to make a big splash tomorrow. Great for people like Michael, Kathy, and Selena. And, Joy, what do you have coming up? Well, I have a new uh, a new job I'm going to be working with. I'm very excited. It's called Telehealth, and I think we'll be seeing more of this in the future of reaching more people with diabetes and helping them through technology. Great. Well, thank you mm-hmm. both for joining us tonight. We're out of time, but don't miss Diva Talk Roundtable next Tuesday, March 8th. Oh, I'm sorry. It's in April, April 12th, 2011, <laughs> featuring the Charlie's Angels of Outreach and hot topic questions from the American Beauties Plus pageant plus a diabetes numerology situation inspired by the world's greatest secret agent, 007. I'd like to thank once again our special guests, Joy Pape and Hope Warsaw, the authors of Real Life Guide to Diabetes. You could buy that at Amazon.com. I'd like to welcome our new listeners from Diabetes Daily for joining the conversation, and special thanks to CauseCast, YouTube, and Google. These partnerships empower DivaBeg to empower you to glam so much more and fear less. Visit our blog, join our Facebook group, and follow us on Twitter. Plus, any part of this show or the past Diva Talk radio program, please tune in to DivaBeg.org or download them for free from iTunes or your favorite local device. Remember, every Diva has an entourage, and I'm so glad you are joined.